0: Does your bike need some love? Shimano original replacement parts are the best way to renew the original function of your Shimano-equipped bike. Available online and at your local retailer.
1: From Red Kite Prayer, this is The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I'm Celine Yeager, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Patrick Brady. Each week, we take a look at how cycling fits into our lives. How's it going, Patrick? Good.
0: Yeah, really good. I, uh, I've uh, i had a nice week so far. My boys have begun camp, so I'm actually getting more things done. Yay! Wow.
1: Yeah. that's That's something. I'm not sure... I don't have a kid that goes to camp anymore. So I'm a little mm-hmm. out of that, but I, in talking to some of my friends who do, it's not looking super promising in our area. Mm-hmm.
0: So they're taking all sorts of precautions. They, they've, yeah. they've split the camp up into a number of really small groups, like a dozen or fewer. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. super clear on that. Everybody wears masks. Uh, mm-hmm. siblings are kept together in the same groups. Uh, so that, that makes a lot of sense. um, and, you know, it's just I know that they've been starved to have some friends and whatnot. Uh, and so even though my son, Philip, is the oldest in his group, uh, he uh, he just likes being around other people again. Finally.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's great. That's it's healthy. They need to they need to get out, too. So mm-hmm. fingers mm-hmm. crossed. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm still playing with maps, uh, designing my all, all <laughs> of Annadel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I took some time over lunch. I, I extended my lunch a little bit to play around with a few new routes. Uh, I'm going to do that this Saturday. You're going to do the whole thing? Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. How many miles does that end up being? It's probably going to be on the order of like 46 miles. Okay. Okay. And This is a big day on a mountain bike. Yeah. 5,500-ish feet of climbing. Yep. yep. Yeah. So it'll it'll be interesting. And... Saturday is supposed to be lovely, like a high of 71, partly cloudy. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm that's
1: perfect. I'm like, pinch me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a perfect, perfect day on the bike. Cool. Yeah. Well yeah. I'd be interested to hear how that goes.
0: Yeah. How how is it? I mean, are you still like thoroughly hot, muggy summer there?
1: Yes. <laughs> um which I, I, I don't actually mind. It is, it's funny because June is a wild card here. It can be um we can roll right into sort of a hot steamy summer or June can sort of be more Mm springish. and it's definitely, we've definitely rolled into some, some hot weather, Uh, some not super hazy yet, but definitely, you know, we've hit 90, you know, it's been, it's Mm -hmm. been hot. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not, I'm not complaining.
0: (laughs) Very cool. Well, what do you have this week? Oh, wait, 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 Uh, wait, time out. One little thing that I need to touch base on. Okay. From, Two shows ago. So after <laughs> we, we were doing that talk- I think
1: every every show maybe thinking, I think I know what you're going to talk about. We keep talking about, go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in other words, I ought to be predictable, but I'm not. No, it's okay. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. So we were touching, talking about oval chain rings and single mm-hmm. speeds. Mm-hmm. And after we finished recording, I was thinking about, it. I was like, wait a second. The number of teeth in that gear does not change just where they are changes. And so the chain length overall does not grow or shrink. So you can run an oval chain ring with a a single speed. No problem. Further, one of our readers wrote in and commented, Hey, yeah, this is, this is not a problem. Oval chain ring, single speeds, just fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was all about it. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, 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 t- I touched about that a little bit last time too, because I still, I'm still just struggling to wrap my head around. Why wouldn't they have them on track bikes then?
0: Uh, because they work so hard. Track riders pride themselves on their insanely quick spin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, you got riders using shorter crank arms so they, they can make it easier to turn that gear over, you know, higher revolutions, uh, Everything in your training as a track rider said as somebody who rode the track for just a couple of years uh and really didn't race much, but everything you're training as a track rider going through one of those programs is predicated on developing a really perfect pedal stroke because of the fixed gear aspect. You don't mm-hmm. want any sort of surging whatsoever, otherwise your ass is going to start bouncing in the saddle
1: right, 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 and right. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on there too. I, yeah. I I don't I'm not a great um I'm not very good at the spatial thinking. You know, like they actually visualize it. So, it, <laughs> uh-huh. so this this can be kind of hard for me to wrap my head around. I find it endlessly fascinating though.
0: Well, one of the things that I did was a little thought experiment on uh the area occupied by the chain. If you look, if you think of the chain as the boundary of an area and the way that area Changes, the mm-hmm. area doesn't increase, but the shape changes. Ah, uh,
1: yes, yes,
0: yes. I, I can, had so much fun thinking about that. I can visualize that. Yeah, interesting.
1: This is where I could use a computer simulation, I think. But I, 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 when you put it that way, I i can put my mind to it a little more easily.
0: Yeah, one version's longer and skinnier. One's sort right. of more triangular. Right. And no, shape, that makes almost. sense. That makes a
1: hundred percent sense.
0: Yeah. So it was, it was fun thinking about that. Okay. Okay. I just needed to get that out. Uh, I know we could, I feel like we could almost (laughs) do a whole
1: show on that again.
0: Cause anyway, anyway,
1: um, cool. All right. Well, before I get into, uh, my poll, I wanted to address another listener question. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh, Because just because this one was sort of sometimes we have get these evergreen questions from our listeners and sometimes they're more a little more timely. And I think this one seems a little more timely. Um, Says Celine, strange phenomenon this spring. I had a big trip planned for the Dolomites this July. You answered a question about altitude training for me last June. Uh, Sorry, that got canceled, dude. That's a shame. (laughs) Um, That trip, along with all of my 2020 monthly events leading up to the Dolomites, has been canceled. I stopped my coaching in March. My riding has been mostly solo two-hour rides with a handful of 50 to 60-mile gravel days. Nothing hard or epic. No gym work because, well, COVID. So mostly riding around, <laughs> not really training. Question. Why have I been unintentionally setting PRs? Just this <laughs> <laughs> just this week, I set PRs on segments I have ridden 52, 62, and 98 times, which I think it's hilarious i mean I, I i've never counted i'm sure there are segments in, in around my neighborhood that i've written hundreds of times mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. this what gives where is the speed coming from mm-hmm. so not knowing much more i'm going to posit a couple theories here um and i've heard the same thing coming from a couple of people it's possible for one that you're riding more consistently Many people who are working at home right now have discovered the benefit I have known for decades and perhaps (laughs) yourself is that you can make your own schedule. You can ride in the middle of the day, check your email midway through if you're worried about like people not knowing, thinking that you're not at your desk. Um, You can come back and eat at your desk and resume work without like worrying about even washing your hair or making yourself presentable. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like it's mm-hmm. all it just frees up this ability to be more consistent in your riding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's possible that you're just riding more in general. And also, I bet you're rested, mm. uh, mm-hmm. I bet, which is really what I think is more of the picture. Stepping back, riding has you feel, when you feel and recharging, especially after some time of serious structured training. That I bet you wove into your work and family obligations and all of that, which, which leaves you with a low level of fatigue that most people consider normal. Mm -hmm. Um, Now we've stripped that away and your new normal might be a more rested state, which has allowed you to discover the real form and fitness that you've been banking for all that time.
0: So. Yeah, no, that's my vote as well. Is just being more rested, uh, people. I mean, I see it consistently. Might not
1: even be waking up with an alarm, right? Maybe he mm-hmm. used to wake up at six or six thirty. Now he can sleep to like seven or whatever. I mean, all this stuff makes a difference.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've I've set some PRs on segments that I've written lots and on days where I didn't expect that I was going all that fast. Uh, so it's, it's happened for me as well. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. What's that gold? Yeah, thing no, I've, there?
1: I've, I've heard it from a few people and it's, an, and it's interesting. It's yeah. An interesting phenomena. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my, that's what I'm positing, And you're probably not alone. <laughs> anyway. So my, my poll, um, I would just like to talk a little bit about our noblest invention, the bicycle, um, and, and how it, how it fits into, cause I think of, I do personally think about this quite a bit. Like, how much of my life I have d- devoted to bicycling and the bicycle, and you know, am I am I leaving? What kind of legacy am I leaving? Am I doing greater good? You know, I mean, like th- This is the stuff that goes through my head, ironically, often when I'm on a bicycle ride, thinking about <laughs> these things. And, That's but, you never know, happened I'm, to me. <laughs> no, I'm sure. <laughs> Over the years, I've talked a lot about how important bicycles were um, for the turn of the century feminist movement. Uh, And by the turn of the century, I don't mean just this one that just happened. I mean, we have to maybe stop using that phrase because there's been a couple. But I mean, the one that happened like a hundred some years ago. Um, The bicycle was a tool and an instrument for freedom and suffrage. I mean, when you dig into it, it's remarkable.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Pants for women.
1: Oh, that was so much scandalous. So much scandalous. The whole bike face. You don't want bike face. Nobody wants that. Um, Fertility. Hysteria, all kinds of things. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: And so the bikes were empowering. I mean, Susan B. Anthony very famously said many things about bicycles, like a lot of women in that time that were part of that movement um, talked about how empowering their bikes were and the importance of that. And and people hated it. But uh, well, bikes are again taking center stage right now. You know, in this push for social and cultural change and racial equality and justice. And it's just been really interesting to to watch. Um, Very recently, you know, bicycles are are part of this massive demonstration and peaceful protest that continue to sort of roll on Mm -hmm. as, you know, people continue to take to the streets and 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 be heard. Um, You know, thanks to Liz Allen, who we had on the show last week. I've been following a support and advocacy group called black girls do bike, uh, for some, for some time. And it opened my eyes a lot. Like when I started before all this, because depending where you live and who you are, uh, you know, I know for myself, it's kind of easy to believe this sort of lazy narrative that black women don't really ride or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, because maybe you don't see them where you are in your neighborhoods or at your races or your events, uh, you know, especially if you live in a predominantly white place. Yep. Uh, but that's like saying women don't bike because as a man, you don't see them in the places you participate in your the sport. And that I, I've fought that for quite a while. I'm like, but, but you see, like, like so many of the bike sales were to women and women were on bikes, but they were just like, oh, women don't ride. But they weren't just they weren't racing and they weren't just out uh-huh. there in the same in the same way. Um, And maybe you're not seeing black People and black women on bikes because they're afraid of you seeing them, you know, which was also a a female thing and and still is. But, you know, they're afraid of being harassed or worse, Uh, which was part of a catalyst behind an organized ride that two black girls do bike organizers in Portland put on on Wednesday. Um, Organizers Nicole Johnson and Kanda McQuarters put together a community ride To where to raise awareness and bring people together in like a unified way. And I'm not to see it. I'm sorry, Nicole, because I'm seeing your name listed as Johnson and then as Watson in this newspaper article. So one of those is correct. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not sure which one is. Um, But anyway, in her in Nicole's words, you know, she said sometimes you need to take the lane and you need to demand that people see you and make space for you. And that's what today is all about. And she says, I want I want people to know we all belong. I think sometimes being in this body, you're afraid to take up space. You're afraid to be in the way. You're afraid to demand that people see you. And that's what today is about. It's about visibility. And we needed allies and advocates and activists to be out there with us so that we know the road belongs to us, too. So great words. Mm -hmm. And they expected it was a Facebook the event, essentially. Uh-huh. They expected like 30 people to show up and they got 2000 people.
0: Holy cow. Yeah. That's that's nearly two orders of magnitude greater than they expected. I mean, that's. That's. Exponents. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's more math than I can do. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is, Holy cow. I mean, that's that's overrunning the parking lot you plan to start at and the next three next to it in each direction. Yes,
1: <laughs> it is. Just from the standpoint a, of
0: logistics. Uh, and boy, boy, people had to pay attention at that point. 2000 riders.
1: Right. And <laughs> that's and that's kind of, you know, that's that's kind of the point. You know, I've also seen uh, some critical mass organized rides taking place in the same vein, you know, showing solidarity for racial justice. And I feel like. These. This is just emblematic of everything that we love and need from bicycles. You know, we're moving our bodies, fresh air, community and seeing and talking to each other, Mm -hmm. you know, and recognizing our commonality and, you know, recognizing each other as humans and like what we're both getting here. And it's I don't know. I I think that this along with, you know, all the bikes that people dusted off and bought and took to the streets before this or just during the pandemic itself. Um yeah, you know, it's just made me really realize and appreciate how important bikes and bicycling is in in uh, you know are. And I just think that uh more people should get involved in in these kind of things, you know, and just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. mix up with some people that you don't normally mix with on yeah. your bike. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh I that's something that certainly has been on my mind and one of the things I thought about recently was <clears throat> I've got a friend who uh works for the Sonoma County Office of Education, and mm. one of her uh, something that falls under her responsibilities uh is dealing with special needs stuff at a variety of school districts uh within sonoma county and she deals with uh one of the Native American populations, which is way out in West County. I mean, it's as, it's as nowhere as you can get in Sonoma County, uh, this reservation. <clears throat> and they're short on resources and they're, you know, uh, short on any money to buy resources with. And, you know, uh, the, the school principal is also the teacher and the guidance counselor and the school nurse and the janitor, Right? you know, just completely underserved. And, She wants to get bicycles uh, to these kids, get helmets for them Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. begin to help them discover a sense of independence. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was like, yeah, I'm I'll go out there. I'll help. And she was like, well, you know, you mm, you're right, guy. I was like, oh, (laughs) and I realized, you know, she was right. It's like I to to their eye, I'm probably part of the problem. Uh, And so to be that white knight, literally coming in to to help them, it's like, oh, okay. well, tell me what I can do and I'll I'll stay in the shadows. That's fine. Uh, But that was a a very interesting uh, little light bulb for me uh, so that I'm still finding where I sit in all this in terms of trying to be someone who helps to welcome others into the sport without without white splatting if that's
1: right thing. right yeah 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 no 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 I, I i get that i think um you know like showing up to to an event like the the ride that an inclusive ride like the black girls Do bike that is is a great thing to do cuz that that's just that's just showing unity and solidarity right like that there's that's a that's a net positive no matter what uh but yeah i mean like the, you know leil wilcox is involved with something very similar to what you were talking about where um, you know, there's girls in Anchorage in in underserved communities in Alaska, like where she is that mm-hmm. they've never, they've never even seen the water, you know, like they, they've never. They, so yeah. she can get them on bikes and like, get them out to to show them like, again, you know, freedom, empowerment, self-sufficiency, all those things. Wow. Yeah, And just, I mean, I think whatever you can do, I mean, the, the, I think one of the big things that came out of what you know, like I had the conversation that Liz and I had and everything. It's just a lot of instead of trying to swoop in and like be be some sort of hero, you know, like it's it's just better to just amplify other people who are who are doing this work, you know, like who have been doing it and, yeah. give you know, give the mic to them a little bit. And just like because, you know, if Liz hadn't sort of opened my eyes to this organization, it wouldn't have come into my ether. It wouldn't have come into my you know. So I just think mm-hmm. that it it that kind of stuff matters. It makes a difference. It makes a difference to my perspective and then it informs me. And then I, I can use my own platform better to just be, you know, to to make sure I'm talking to everybody in the room.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well put. I like that. Talking to everybody in the room. Well,
1: it's true? <laughs> Cause if you don't see everybody in the room, you can't talk to everyone in the room. And there's a lot of times we use, we, well, like I, the one thing that I've promised myself is whenever I use, we, I'm going to say, who is we?
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: You know, and that like, cause if, if you're picturing we and everybody looks like you, then maybe then that's not we. Right. You know, and men have done that for a long time in cycling, <laughs> believe me, a long time. They're still doing it. Like, I'm like, hello, hello, knock, knock, yep. knock. So yep. yeah. Right. It's, it's just, a lot of it's just habitual. It's habitual thought. It's habitual. I don't, you know, I don't think I, 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 people get defensive, and it's not like a, I don't think I'm a bad person, you know, I don't think you're about like, but but we just have we have our foundations that are built on our experiences built on our history that's built on, and this is just a really nice time for us all to look around and be like, okay, like what what's my belief system, and what is that built on, and like how can I just realize that this is I'm in my own little silo here you yeah. know, and th- mm-hmm. that happened like way before social media. we've always been like a little. You know, the United States is still largely segregated in a lot of ways. So it's just a good idea to just like look
0: around Mm -hmm. and yeah. Well, fundamentally, yeah, fundamentally what you're talking about, I see is they are exercises in critical thinking. You know, a good liberal arts education teaches us to think critically. And until you stop and start asking questions about that system or that set of beliefs, we just kind of roll with it you know
1: it's so easy to do
0: it's so easy to do and when we're really super busy
1: with our lives mm-hmm. it's really easy to do right? right because you're just so super busy with your lives people don't pause and really think about stuff and i think that's a lot of what's happening in a lot of like this movement. right now is people have time to to think and to like like actually listen and if you're interested to dive in a little more we do you know we 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 mean like people like myself. I mean, I know my education. I did not learn so much about, I mean, people are talking about Juneteenth and talking about a lot of these things. That wasn't part of my education.
0: Yeah, well, I got to say, yeah, this is definitely a time for education. I'm I'm reading everything I can get my hands on uh, and doing all I can to try to think about what ingrained behaviors that I thought were relatively benign or maybe not quite as benign as I thought. Uh, So it's a good time to look at me. And uh, it's also a really great time for me to be talking to my boys.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it only makes, it only makes everybody's life better, right? Mm. It makes all of our lives better. Yeah. All of our lives better. Like it, like if you, if you can like make other people's lives better, it it sounds very kumbaya, but it's true. Then your life becomes better too. You know, like that's, that's a fact. So yeah. Yeah. And bicycles are a big part of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Amen. You know, I yeah, it's better to be in a crowd of happy people than a crowd of upset ones. That's for sure. As current news would indicate, (laughs) we're going to take a short break for our sponsor Shimano, and we'll be right back. At Shimano, we love riding, and we know you do too. As a small repayment for all the joy your bike has brought your life, we encourage you to maintain your bike regularly. Genuine Shimano replacement parts will keep your Shimano-equipped bike running smoothly. Whether your bike is built with 105, XTR, or our new gravel group, GRX, a well-maintained bike will operate better and go faster. Worn out a chain? Consider that a badge of honor. You've been riding a lot. Does it sound like metal on metal when you hit your rim brakes? That's a sign it's time for new brake shoes. What if your disc brakes don't feel as crisp as they used to? Cool, you've been going fast. Give them a bleed. Does your chain skip on smaller cogs? You're using all your gears, and now your cassette is shot. Is that old saddle creaking? It may be fatigued because of all the miles you've put in. Consider a saddle from Shimano's Pro line of components. And what about your feet? Cleats can and do wear out, especially the right cleat if you're a cyclocross racer. Whether it is the plastic cleat on a road shoe or metal SPD cleat, they can and do wear out keep that love burning bright, show your bike a little TLC and take it by your nearest Shimano dealer to keep it running just like when it was new.
1: Okay, we're back with the Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. Patrick, what's your poll?
0: So I'm going to begin by acknowledging something you and I emailed a bit about, which is that it's been really something of a challenge to decide what our pools are for the last few weeks uh, or maybe last couple of months. You know, I wouldn't ordinarily share this behind the scenes look, but I think we owe it to the audience to be mm, transparent, as is reasonable, uh, about the thought we put into the show. On one hand, uh, as your poll shows, you know, we're sensitive to what's going on around the country. And I think it's fair to say we both experienced some real anguish over this. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, there's always a however, isn't there? Uh <laughs> I'm aware that people listen to us to hear about cycling and to explore the way this funny contraption is a force of good in our lives, uh in their lives, you know, on an individual basis, without looking at larger cultural issues. uh The real purpose of the show, as we've talked about, is to lift people, not weigh on them, which is to say, I have felt conflicted lately about not continuing to consider the national conversation we are in regarding how policing is being done and race relations in general. Uh, Celine, I'd rather eat spiders than have people think that I'm insensitive to that. But at the same time, I feel a huge obligation to remain true to our larger mission of looking at how we can use the bike for our mental health, self-care, a means of self-discovery. So I'm veering off 45 degrees in that direction this week. Um, Is it okay to suggest someone needs to take on the work of reminding us that life is a pretty awesome thing and we can serve our fellow man better when we are healthy and centered? Okay, I'd go with that. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) There, now I've got my my permission. (laughs) So, in my personal work over the last couple of years, the last year in particular, you know, I've shared about my work with ketamine which I continue to do like last Thursday night. Um, and, you know, there have been other changes. Uh, taking an antidepressant, doing breathing exercises, making an effort to get better sleep. I just checked my Fitbit this morning and was pleasantly surprised to find that twice in the last week, I've slept nine hours. Wow. I didn't think it was possible for my body to get that much sleep. I've had so well, much sleep trip in the last five years. Okay. Yeah. I was just floored. Uh <laughs> and I'm having a lot more nights of like at least 7 hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh which is at least getting into that range that Matthew Walker talks about where mm-hmm. you know, y- your body really does the proper recovery uh once you break that 7 hour threshold. Uh last night was one of those nights where I got 9 hours of sleep. And what is especially remarkable to me is that I had a dream about flying. Hmm. Now, dream interpretations about flying generally hold that the dreamer has a feeling of freedom or that they are in control of their lives or their destiny for me the the act of flying at a dream is essentially me doing something like breaststroke in air hmm i swim okay. I swim, yeah, uh, but then at another later point in my dream, my son Philip and I were riding mountain bikes on a short little loop, and for reasons that only a dream can explain. <laughs> he was on a bike with 20 inch wheels and I was on a bike with, uh, he was on a bike with 24 inch wheels. Mm-hmm. I was on a bike with 20 inch wheels, hmm. you know, cause that's, dreams, that's right? a very
1: you dream. I
0: might actually take note of wheels. Yes. Well, like, why am I on this little bitty bike? Uh, <laughs> um, but what's especially funny is there was this little lip that I kept hitting each lap And first, one, I got like a foot of air. Then it was two feet, and each time progressively higher until after getting, I don't know, six or eight feet of air, I launched myself a good 60 feet in the air, like treetop high. And I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking down on the ground, going, I have no flipping idea how to land from this height. But as I started to drop back to Earth, which will happen even in dreams. Uh, I just focused on my balance and my, my balance of weight between front and rear wheels and ended up landing the bike just fine. Uh, Philip was stoked and immediately wanted to to do the very same thing. And remarkably, I didn't say no, but I told him, well, we needed to work up to it. And, you know, even told him he had the potential to do it better than me. Uh, I joked that this kid is three quarters Ninja. Uh, When I woke up, man, I was, I was grinning. I was happy and serene, laying in bed, smiling. Uh, maybe this is when I should mention that, like, I've actually been seeing someone recently, like, like, you know, the opposite sex sort of dating. Yeah. Uh, that can't have hurt my mood any, uh, back to the dream. Uh, I haven't had a flying dream in ages, years, uh, and i know that relative to my past when i have had a dream of flying it has almost always served as a precursor to really great developments in my life i had one right around the time i launched rkp um hmm. i don't remember if it was in the run up to to you know doing all the work i i was doing to get ready for the launch or like shortly after the launch i wish i had a date so i could know that but it's also possible that that's the last time I had a flying dream. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, okay, now I've, now I've done this rabbit hole and everybody's wondering what any of this has to do with cycling. Well, friends, <laughs> um, this is all because of cycling. It really is. Writing about the more introspective, even spiritual side of cycling led me to learning about the neuroscience of flow states. Okay and learning about neuroscience taught me to see exogenous substances like ketamine, psilocybin and Adderall in a whole new way. Uh just consider for a moment that Adderall is essentially the same thing as methamphetamine. Give something a different name and let a doctor prescribe it and we conclude it's okay. You know, this is way mm-hmm. more uh this is way more about culture than science in terms of how we feel about these mm-hmm. substances. Uh but this change in thought and attitude also helped me to give my myself permission to take an antidepressant for the first time. I was so anti-drug previously. I wouldn't even take a prescription antidepressant. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fair. Yeah. It's fair for me to wonder like, Oh, I wonder what sort of benefit I could have gotten if I'd been a little more open-minded on that score, say 10 Mm -hmm. years ago. Uh, The bicycle has also led me to want to better understand certain core biological functions of the body, like recovery, uh, which led me to learning more about sleep. And that led me to learn about the toll that poor sleep takes on us beyond just athletic performance. And what a powerful powerful effect taking deep breaths through the nose, not mouth breathing, but through the nose can have on everything from circulation to mood. Uh, there's a new book that I want to pick up. I'll, I'll probably make that a baseline pick in some future episode. Right. Uh, once, once I've had a chance to read it, um, for me, the bottom line in chasing all these little rabbit holes at the, 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 is that the bike delivered me, uh, the bike better say it to say it this way. The bike has allowed me to improve my life by orders of magnitude. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I wouldn't have found my way to any of those changes that I made, but I'd bet a hundred dollars that would have taken longer. And I'm not sure I'd have encountered all of these subjects that I have explored. Mm -hmm. And that dream of flying, I think my subconscious is telling me that I have a degree of command in my life that I wasn't feeling previously. (laughs) Let me hasten to add, yes, there is plenty of uncertainty. Uh, and I am not, uh, turning my back on what's going on socially right now, but I have to say that I feel confident that I have the resources and options to make continued changes in my life that I clearly didn't feel as certain about this time last year. So rather than go heavy, what I want to ask you is the last time you dreamt you flew, what was that like? (laughs) You know, do you have any memory of what was going on in your life or what the experience was like in the dream?
1: I actually don't have many flying dreams. Nobody um, has many of them. What's that? Nobody has many of them. Well, I have a lot of oceanic dreams and I also have. Yes, I am often under the ocean Um oh. and I'm not. I'm just in I'm I it doesn't even matter that I can't breathe underwater because that doesn't even cross my mind like I'm I'm under the water um and I have very David Lynchy I I used to have nightmares as a kid all the time I have a lot of lucid dreams and and a lot of lucid nightmares I always have I they become a little less so thankfully as I've gotten <laughs> older um but I do have a very common dream where I'm in this water and everything is beautiful and then all of a sudden as I look around I notice that that beautiful rock formation actually has sharp teeth and eyes and it's, um, alive and a monster. (laughs) So we could get into dream analysis at some point, (laughs) but, um, I have a lot of dreams where I have a bicycle race or an event and I try to get my bicycle. It's got square wheels or it's got no wheels or I don't like all those kind of like, I've got no pants. You know, I mean, go, you keep going down the hole. Um, So, yeah, I don't, I honestly have, I used to keep a journal. I don't have, I don't keep a journal as much anymore. I probably, and this is people, please don't people, everyone's going to be like, oh, but I have, I can count the number of dreams where I'm like, that was awesome. Maybe on one hand for my whole life. Oh, Uh. yeah. Well, and that does not mean to make anybody feel sorry for me because (laughs) I do think that in a weird way, I feel like that's why I'm generally happy and optimistic in my walking, waking life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the theater of my mind when I sleep plays out the darkest, scariest things. And when I'm awake, I they've already sort of been played out. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so I. I have not had many. I remember when I was a kid, I had some, but I wasn't like swimming. I just had like my arms out to the sides, like a glider, you know, and sort of Mm -hmm. like would fly around that way. But that might be the last flying dream Mm. I have uh, ever had. Everything else is, is most of them are, and I I don't really know why most of them are oceanic. Maybe it's that octopus thing.
0: Well, I, I think there are bits of your subconscious talking to each other having an ongoing conversation.
1: Can you tell me what they're saying? No, nope. no, nope. Nope. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you can put that in the comments. Anyone who wants to tell me what you think.
0: <laughs> yeah. That
1: my dreams. Are, I welcome that.
0: Yeah. I just, I truly, I am amazed that I had a dream about flying. I, if you would ask me, you know, pick a, a any date in a four year stretch, you know, of the mm. last four years of your life, when would you do it? I wouldn't think that it would happen right now. The, the, the weirdness yeah. in our world and, you know, the <laughs> uncertainty of, you know, uh, my Everything. Yeah. My income, <laughs> my address, my town, uh, all of this is all so strange. And the fact that, yeah, next year, my, my kid's school year, we're still not even sure what school is going to look like. And so despite all of this incredible uncertainty, I'm in a really good place. That's great. Yeah. I just, I, I cannot underestimate. Oh no, I could easily underestimate the role the bicycle has played in this. It would be easy to do. But as I trace back each of the reasons why I'm in this good place, they kind of all lead back to the bike.
1: That's why we're here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a piece of gratitude right there.
1: Yeah. Amen. <laughs> All righty. How about
0: some paceline picks?
1: Sure. Um, as we mentioned before, it is hot here again. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to continue to talk about hydration. And I wanted to talk about Noon's Podium Series. Have you tried any of their new no, no. has a new series of drinks out uh they have a um a pre-drink like a preload, an endurance drink and then a recovery drink uh-huh. um and i'm i'm mostly i mean the the keep in keeping with noon's you know history the endurance hydration drink is just simple straight up low low calorie you know simple carb electrolyte drink that just does its job you know it, it, it keeps you hydrated but I really, really like the Prime. Um, the Prime pre-workout mix is uh, it's the, these drinks are designed to sort of enhance the retention of the water of the fluid. So you, you, know, you pump up your plasma volume. Uh-huh. Uh, this one also has some amino acids in it as well. Sort of like to help support your um, central nervous system, which is what branched chain amino acids help you do. Uh, you drink them like 45 to 60 minutes before your workout. This one is uh, orange. It also has 150 milligrams of caffeine in the oh. form of. Yeah. Oh, in the form of green tea and coffee bean extract. So it's not all jittery. It's all it's a it's a really interesting kick. But it and it tastes good. I've been a big fan of these drinks for quite a while, like these pre-hydrating drinks. And sometimes they're kind of not great to choke down. They're either like. Really, really salty, or they're just like weird tasting. Mm-hmm. This one is actually pretty delicious and it really works. I used it before that half Everest attempt that I did, and it be, I used it before a really long hot ride over the weekend. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, for people who don't, I know people get skeptical about that, and I was thinking, like, how could I illustrate the importance of it? And I don't know, do you ever give blood? No. OK, no. I have I, I give blood. I haven't for a while, but I, I used to pretty regularly and I need to go back. But anyway, uh, I tend because I'm a morning person, I tend to go first thing. And there was a time that I went first thing in the morning, uh, right. It's pretty much pillow to the Miller Blood Center. And it was the first time that they actually and it crushed me. I couldn't get a pint out of my I was there for a long time and I couldn't fill a pint bag. And if you can't fill the whole pint bag, they actually check your blood. Because, oh, they, God. I know, I know. Um, but it's because I had not, you were a little dehydrated overnight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was probably during the summer. And it was a good illustration of what your blood looks like when you're a little dehydrated. I didn't feel dehydrated. Uh-huh. Like, I would have just gone out on a ride and been like, I'm normal, right? Yep. But, But my blood was blood volume was so low from not being hydrated that my Mm -hmm. blood wasn't thick enough to like even just pour out into a bag. So you need your blood volume to be high to sweat like that watery part of your blood that you replace when you're Mm -hmm. hydrating Mm -hmm. allows you to sweat and cool yourself. It also shuttles the nutrients to your muscles. So if it's like mine was sludgy, even though I don't feel dehydrated, you're not optimally performing you can't cool off very well and you can't get the stuff you need to your muscles. So, uh, it's just like these, that you really can feel a difference when you start off. You know, a lot of times if I'm going to an event, uh, that's a little bit of a car trip, I'll Uh just drink a bottle on the way to the event. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just a great way to, uh, and it, because it's, uh, they're kind of salty, you retain it. I mean, it's definitely like, it's a definitely hydrating thing, but a uh, big fan of this one. I, they've, they've been trying these for a while. Um, you know, Stacey Sims has been involved with them for a while and they weren't all awesome flavors, you know, but this one, I think they've really nailed it. I think they've done a really good job of it.
0: Mm, I'd be interested to try that. I mean, the, the 150 milligrams is wow. Uh, that's
1: that's yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just it, yes, it is. That's like an, that's yeah. a red eye right there. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, I just took a moment as you were talking to look up those Guayaquil Yerba Mate teas that I like so much.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I make
0: sure only to have occasionally Mm -hmm. Uh, one 16 ounce can of that is 140 milligrams. So this is still 10 milligrams more than that, which Mm -hmm. would pretty well shoot me out of a rocket or cannon or something. It would shoot me.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously (laughs) like if you're, and I would need to look if there's a non-caffeinated version of this uh, pre preload drink. Uh, you know, obviously, if you're caffeine sensitive, you want to try that out first. But uh, <laughs> I like that the the caffeine is in the form because I find that the caffeine that comes in the form is kind of like the scratch matcha stuff. That's <laughs> just it's got different uh, amino acids in it that sort of bring that down. It's more like a, a mental alertness. That's not like <laughs> that you get from like shooting a red ball or, you know, kind of the stuff. that yeah, um, too much yeah.
0: espresso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh yeah, I'm going to want to check that out.
1: Yeah, it's but it like going into the the, the little take home message for everybody is like especially this time of year going into stuff hydrated will absolutely make a difference in your performance. Hydration is essential. Yeah. And for everyone who ever suffers from gut rot on long rides, check your hydration first. You know, hydration is power. Hydration helps move stuff through the food that you're taking in. I think people I just think that people still forget about how important it is and that, you know, they're so concerned about their nutrition that they forget that nutrition doesn't mean a thing. If your hydration isn't right,
0: period. I've never heard it put quite like that. So that's pretty stark. Yes, Uh, it's
1: true. Your nutrition is not very useful if you're not well hydrated.
0: Yeah. Well, and it was something you wrote years and years ago that I filed away in my gray matter and just try to remind myself even though it's largely ineffective, but I try to remind myself a 3% loss in hydration will affect your performance. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. Uh, you laid that one out super clearly. And I was like, okay, file that away.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, and it's, it's, if I don't do it so much anymore, but like, if you've ever did weigh yourself, like after it's amazing how much you can lose. It's amazing how many pounds you can lose yeah. on a ride. Even when you're drinking, it's like, Ooh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah, and I I think back on that day last Labor Day weekend when I did the race up in Mendocino and I was still on the doxycycline from uh Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I figured I can race cuz I'll be inside a redwood forest for almost the entirety of the race and away from the sun so my vampire self won't burst into flames. Uh but I finished that race never having been so wet in my life. My I could squeeze water out of my chamois. Huh. And then even though I didn't see it in the paperwork that I'd been given, uh, other people forwarded me PDFs of known side effects for doxycycline. It said, you know, uh, increased perspiration. It's like right there in black and white.
1: Wow. I've I've never seen that either. I knew the sun sensitive part of it. You feel like you're in an oven element. Yeah,
0: that was so much fun.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, it's not. I <laughs> I did a big ride in Montana on that stuff through Whitefish, and it was it was weird. It was a weird sensation. I had tons of sunscreen on, but it still just felt like very strange.
0: Yeah, like you're yeah four inches from a sun lamp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that day, I really wished I had a, a scale with me because it's like, how much did I lose here? Uh, wow, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> say yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, uh, yeah, we stopped twice on the way home once to get lunch and another time to get a drink. Uh, yeah, it was. Hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm the flip side of, of this whole, uh, nutrition thing. Goo Energy has introduced a new flavor and choose salted lime oh. hmm. and brought back one of my personal favorites in their gel line, the cola flavor, which they hmm. call Cola me happy. <laughs> So if you liked the cola that they had before, this is just a new name and new packaging. It's the very same stuff, very same taste, very same formula. I'm just really just so very glad that this one back is back. Uh, and it is, I mean, it's cola. So it's one of the ones, uh, one of the flavors with caffeine. Mm-hmm. Only 40 milligrams, <laughs> no, no cannons or rocket ships or anything there. Uh, unless you just don't have uh, any caffeine otherwise. Um, And the other thing I like about it is it's sweet without being overly so. Mm -hmm. Uh, So even if I'm kind of hot and, you know, baked a little bit, it's not hard to get down. The salted lime chews have triple the amount uh, of soda sodium found in their other chews. So uh, 125 milligrams of sodium per serving And a serving of chews is four chews, half the package, Mm -hmm. not the entire package. And uh, normally it's 40 milligrams per serving. Uh, And so I'm really liking the new salted lime for doing rides when I'm wearing a hydration pack, because I will only put mix in my hydration pack if I'm doing an event. For for daily rides, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. That's too much time spent cleaning out a a bladder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, Normal days, it's just ice. On a hot day, I'll add some ice cubes. Uh, And so getting into weather like this, that salted lime, I'm a big fan of lime anyway. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, I think some people might find, uh, it might recall a margarita for some folks. They're not building it that way.
1: That's that's, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, And so, yeah, helping keep your electrolytes uh, up, it's... It's a pretty handy thing. Um, so I, I'm liking it. Yeah. Uh, I'll be using both of those this Saturday when I do my all the Anadel.
1: <laughs> that's a good that's a good plan, even though yeah. it won't be terribly hot. There's still going to be a, yeah. enough a day in the saddle.
0: It's at a certain level. It's really going to be a project and trying to just take good care of myself because I don't have to worry about, oh, I'm going to come in, you know, 45th instead of 35th. I'm just out there to do the thing. So uh, I continue to have to work on taking good care of myself after about the third hour.
1: Well, you you can, you actually can stop and have a sandwich.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is this sandwich of which you speak?
1: I'm just saying.
0: (laughs) Um, I've actually thought about driving my car around to the other side of the park and leaving it with a cooler in it so that I could drop by at some point during the day. I'm still and thinking totally that over. like a pit stop,
1: like a base mm-hmm. camp. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why not? I mean, but the thing is like, you know, I'll, I won't be able to pass it more than once the way that I've let all the different routes that I've laid out mm-hmm. there. But you really might want
1: that one time.
0: Um, you, you are right. So I'm looking at like, where could I park it? And you know, how long it would it take to get? Yeah. So logistics, they're fun.
1: Mm, My least favorite part, but when you get them (laughs) right,
0: it's very satisfying. Yeah. I, that's, that is something I really enjoy nerding out on. So while I'm doing a crazy long day, it may not actually be that long, but I'm figuring it probably about six hours. Uh, what are you going to be doing this weekend?
1: Um. I don't know, honestly. I I have not. Uh, it's it promises to be kind of a nice weekend. So just been getting out and you know we rode rode with friends for the first time last weekend, which Ooh. was wonderful and lovely. You know, we just did a fifty mile ride and just like four of us and talked, and it was uh it was great. It was great to ride mm. with people. Mate.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. So just, just really been just sort of enjoying sort of the slow roll back into being a little more social outside of the, outside of the house.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. righty. Well, Hey everybody, keep those questions coming. You all have been sending some great stuff. If you've got an idea, please drop by RKP and put a suggestion in the comments. Don't forget our paceline kits from primal. They are up in the RKP store. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you have, Please leave us a good review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes us easier for other listeners to find. Until next week, I'm Patrick Brady with Celine Yeager. Thanks for listening to The Pace Line.